I saw a shirt yesterday that said, Mom is tiring. Mom is tiring. <laughs> and then I, I, saw, I saw that. I was at the park today, and I saw, I saw a lady saying to this, or her mom, these two moms were saying, I love that shirt. That girl, I like that shirt. It is tiring. And the other mom said, if you ain't doing it right, it ain't, you ain't tired if you're, unless you're doing it right. And I was like, that's my girl. And then I saw a shirt that said, um, a shirt, this shirt that just said, tired as a mother. That's what it said, tired as a mother. And so I was trying to figure out if it was okay to say that in church, but I just went ahead and did it. So, hey, we're glad you guys are here today. It's what the shirt said. Hey, man, happy Mother's Day. If it wasn't for moms, we would not be here today. I'm so glad you're here today. It's like a family reunion because we get to meet your moms, and um, we're glad to meet your moms. And, um, and we're, we're glad you guys are here today. And uh, my friends Frank and Kenya are here today. I'm so glad they're here today. Frank and Kenya helped us launch this church. And I'll never, we, this church, September, we turned three years old. I'll never, ever forget the people that helped us launch this church. That'll never, ever leave, leave, my, leave my mind. And I'm so glad they're here today. And um, since last time I've seen them, they got another kid. Are y'all done yet or what? Goodness gracious, quit having kids. <laughs> Why'd you guys leave to have more babies? Hey, I'm just kidding. I'm glad you guys are here today. And um, my friend... Um, Allison and Josh are here today. I'm, I'm so glad they're here today. Allison and Josh have an online company called Jules and James, and, um, and I'm just glad they're, they've become friends at I and I. And Allison and I sat on the airplane and talked for 17 hours on the way to Kenya. And on the way back, I talked to her so much. She's like, I'm not sitting next to you on the way back. <laughs> if you know me, there's no exaggeration to that. We did not sit on the together, but they've, they've become our friends, and I'm, I'm glad they're here today. And I, I kind of try to pastor them from long distance. I'm LD pastor on the low. And um, so I'm glad uh, you guys are here today. I love, I love Mom's Day. If you're a middle schooler, by the way, you can leave. Sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, you guys can roll out. We've got an environment set up for you guys. Sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, almost forgot about you guys. Uh, we're glad that you guys are here today. Hey, I was studying uh, Mom's Day recently because that's what pastors do. We study the, the, origin and, ori- the origin of Mother's Days and different holidays. But um, Mother's Day is like 105, 106 years old. And I, I learned something about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is the holiday... Um, only second to Christmas is, are the most amount of gifts purchased is for Mother's Day. Second to Christmas. That's a lot of gifts. I think I saw, we, we spent a lot of money on Christmas, but we spend the next to that, the second most amount of gifts is on Mother's Day. And I believe our mothers, our mothers are worth it. And we're glad you guys are here today. And um, I, I grew up um, with this verse in my head and, and you, um, my mom is not here today. So I'm gonna have some, when my mom's not here, I, can, I have the liberty She's in the nursery. She can't hear me, so we're good. Um, I have the liberty to say some things about my childhood and my, my mom growing up, and uh, I'm going to do that today. Um, there's a verse in the Bible, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. The Bible says this, Honor your mother and your father. Honor your mother and your father that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. Honor your mother and your father, and you can live longer. God, the word, God's word says if you, if you honor your mother and your father, you, God's going to add on some years to your life. And if you don't, He's going to take some years off of your life, you know? And um, I, I wouldn't write that verse that way. Um, I would write it a little bit different. I, I took some liberties today to let you know how I would write it. Um, probably not a good idea, but this is how I do it. If you don't honor your mother and your father, you won't eat. Come on, moms. Because if it wasn't for you, we'd be, we'd be hungry. There, there, would be, there would be no food. People can to me today, hey, are you, are you preparing your, your wife a meal? I'm like, I don't want her to die. Like, I'm not preparing her a meal. Like, of course I'm not. I'm, going, I'm taking her to McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? I'm living it up. Um, no, I'm not taking her to McDonald's. I'm better than that. She likes Firehouse. So I'm like, I, I got her. I got you, girl. And um, so I, I, was telling, I was telling them, um, if, if, you, if you honor your mother and your father, you, you, get, to, you get to eat, thank God. It, honor, if you don't honor your mother and father, you won't have any clean laundry. You, that's, those are some things that you won't have. I was in the, we were at the gym a few weeks ago, and we were talking about clean laundry in college. 
Clean laundry didn't exist in college. That's why kids move, that's why moms and dads occasionally morning, that's why we move, that's why kids move back home. Like, like one semester didn't work because clo- you ran out of clothes after one semester. So if you honor your mother and your father, you'll have, you'll have clean clothes. Um, if you honor your, your mother and, and your father, you'll have a ride to school. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't, you won't. And so you want to make sure you honor your mother and father because you want to ride to school. And I don't know about you guys, but my mom, she's, she, I think my parents are kind of Hispanic because we were late to everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shots fired. Uh, they're, they're, it's a cultural thing. Um, they were on, it was BPT and SBT, Spanish people time and black people time. But we were late. But if you honor your mother and your father, you'll eat. If you honor your mother and father, you have laundry. If you honor your mother and father, and I know some of you guys, if you honor your mother and your father, if you honor your mother, you'll, you'll get those school projects done. You know what I'm saying? The ones that you moms, you know the school projects that I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because your kids aren't old enough yet. Um, but I, I, I know that God's called all of us in here today to honor, honor your mother, honor your mother. And then lastly, I, I, grew, up in a, I grew up in the old school. I'm, I know you don't look at me like he's not old school. My parents, my dad's old school. In my house, if you disrespected your mom, you were gonna die. Like, in back then, it was okay to kill your kids. You know, like, if you honor your mother and your father, your dad won't kill you. That's what that verse should have read. That's how it read in my house. And we wanted to, we wanted to honor, we wanted to honor our, our mother. If not, our dad would our dad would kill us. He basically said those exact words. And, um, but I, I also realized this. I always, live, I, always live in this, I always live in this tension. You may be here saying, like, man, I'm not a mom, but I want to be a mom. We want you to know we're with you, and we're praying for you, and we're praying with you, and we're believing God's best, God's best for your life, and, and we want that for you. Maybe you're here today, and you're celebrating. This is a, this is a tough mom's day. We, you know, we always, in our, in our minds, and in our world, in our church world, and all of our friends world, we know that whenever, we're, whenever there's a day of praise, there's also some people that are in, there's some pain going on. So I want you to know we're praying for you, and we're believing, uh, we're believing, um, believing for peace and, and, some, and some comfort for you today. And a lot of times people give, some people want to give good advice, and there's just no good advice sometimes when you're in a, when you're in a season, when you're in a season of, of pain. Um, Jeremiah, who plays guitar for us today, his, his grandma went to heaven this week. And heaven is, by the way, heaven's baller. Like, I've read the book. Heaven, you, you want to go to heaven. Like, it stinks. Like, everyone out here is sad, but people in heaven, they're, they're, not, they're not crying. They're, not, they're throwing parties in heaven. Uh, Rob, Rob's, mom, uh, Rob's mom went to heaven last week, too. And, like, heaven's an, heaven's an upgrade. I mean, heaven's just a, heaven's a, a better place. I got to sit at that memorial service this week, and people talk about how awesome, awesome these, mom, these moms were. And I just think, man, you want to get to the end of your life in, the, in, your, in your 80s, and, and you want to get, get old in life, and people say good things about you. I saw a shirt one time that said, live a good life. That way the pastor doesn't have to make stuff up at your funeral. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to make sure you live a good life. And it's so, it's so encouraging to know that these guys, it's tough for us on earth, but they're in heaven. They're, they're throwing parties. They're throwing parties in heaven. So we know it's a, it's a day of praise. We know it's also a day of, a day of pain. But I, I think this, I think mom and should be a competition. I think there should be a mom competition because there's some good moms in here today. And, and y'all are good moms. And like kid president said, you shouldn't compare you should help each other out. But I think there should be, I think there should be a mom, some mom competition. There'll be different categories. You know what I'm saying? Some of you moms are like, your chest are bowing up, your, your, the hair on your neck, Estina. Like, you're like, let's do this right now. I would love to see some of you moms arm wrestle. You just, I think there should be a strength category of, of momming. Like, if you're momming, like, there ought, to be a, there ought to be a strength category. Like, we ought to see, I'd love to see some, some of you moms do some, some, some arm wrestling. My, my friend in the back, Deb's in the back. She's back. She can barely see me back there. But my friend Debbie, she's strong. She's strong. I, 
she's gone through some, some things. I think there should, be a, there should be a physical test to be a mom. Like there's CrossFit games every year, the fittest man alive. I think it should be like the best mom award because every mom thinks their mom's the best mom. It's hard to say to you. It's hard, I woke up today and I wanted to make sure I post something sweet about my wife because if, he, if, it's on, if, it's on, if it's on Facebook, it didn't happen. You know? So I'm like, I want to make sure I give her some praise. But it's hard to say, hey, I have the best, I have the best mom ever. Because you're saying to your mom, your actual mom is like second to your, to your wife, which is okay because the Bible says when you get old, you, you leave and you cleave. And so it's totally okay. I got the verse to back it up. But I think my, my wife's an incredible, incredible my mom. My mom had six kids. Is there anyone here today that had more than six kids? Any, more than six kids, yeah. Oh, more than six kids, yeah. Clinically insane, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, that's just kind of, you're not diagnosed yet. But if you have six kids, my, my mom, uh, my, my grandma had nine kids, seven boys and two girls. That's a that's bad. Like, it could be worse, though, let's be honest, because if she had seven girls, that would be a nightmare, a nightmare every day. But I think there should be a, a mom in competition when it comes to physical strength. Or maybe some of you guys, some of you guys are smart. You're just really smart. I know you're smart because I've seen the way you guys can p- complete your kids' homework assignments for them and uh, the way you do those, those art projects that the kid did not do. Like, you can't tell me your kid did that because it looks incredible, you know? Like, he's three, and he made, did that good a job of an, on a project, Vanessa. Um, but I just, I just think in here today that I think it should be, a, there's a, it should be a, maybe a, my wife's a great art. She's good with art. There should be an art category, like art category, mom. Um, there should be a different category. There should be a strength. There should be a, maybe there's a spiritual, spiritual category. I know some of you guys are super spiritual because I've heard a lot of you guys say this. God, please don't help me kill my kid. God, please don't help me kill my kid. Like, there's a verse in the Bible that says, that, it says don't stop praying. And a lot of you moms, you pray that prayer already. God, don't help me, help me not to kill my kid, God. Help me not to kill my kid, God. Help me, not to kill my, help, me, help me not to kill my kid, God. And we do that over and over again. But in all seriousness today, I got a definition. I think it's the best definition for a mother. A mother is this. She's one person who does the work of 20 for free. That's a good definition for a mom. And, and you, you moms, you're, I, I hope today that you know that we think you're killing it. And if it wasn't for moms, none of us would be here today. Like that's how, in case you're wondering, that, that's gross to you or not, but you got here because of your mom. And so moms, we wanna say thank you to you guys. Um, I like what Abraham Lincoln said. He said this, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my mother. I owe to my mother. And so, and um, whether you have a good mom or a bad mom, whether you think it's a bad mom or a good mom, your mom loves you. And, um, and, and, and sometimes the, the outward, dis, outward display of love, maybe that may have been confusing to you or maybe you think that wasn't a healthy way of doing it. I just want you to know your moms love you guys and you're, she, they're proud of you. If you're sitting next to your mom, give her a big hug or a hope high five or an attaboy, whatever is appropriate. Um, <clears throat> but hey, listen, we wouldn't be here without moms. We already, we already know that. But I wanna read a story to you today that I think it's important to you. I want you to know this. There are no perfect moms. Everybody say amen. There are no perfect moms. Some of you guys are like, well, I'm pretty close. I, I, I walked out today and this guy said, my wife was pretty close. I'm like, your wife has said things that she shouldn't have said under her breath, which disqualifies for being, her, for being a, perfect, a perfect mom. There are no, there are no perfect, perfect moms. Amy is here today and she's a, she's a good mom, but there are, no, there are no perfect moms. My friend Debbie, she's a good mom, but there are, no, there are no perfect moms. There's always one guy that points at his wife and that's you in the back, sir, and I'm proud of you. You're getting bonus points for that and you're the man. All the rest of us are young, and we don't know we're supposed to do that, okay? So take a note. As you get older, these guys have been married for, I think, 100 years, and he's like, my wife is, is perfect. And so, um, but I, there, are, there, are no, there are no perfect moms, and I think some of us here today, we're competing with Instagram and social media, and we're losing. Talk to a mom today. She's been, uh, she's probably, she, her kids are, her oldest kid's probably 31 or 32, and she goes, social media is killing a whole generation. I was like, dang, 
that's pretty powerful. She's like, yeah, I'm writing about it in the book that I'm writing. It's, it's just, it's, it's killing a whole generation of, of moms. We can't live up. We can't, we can't meet up. And we should be out of boy each other and high-fiving, hey, you got this, and we can do this together, and we can, go, we can go strong. Instead, we're sitting at home comparing each other on social media. Meanwhile, all the other moms that are smart, they're like, they're just unfollowing the people that they used to be competing with because the people that we compete with, we still follow them. Weird. Like, why are we still, the people that we don't like, we don't like seeing their feed, but we still follow them. It doesn't make a whole lot of, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so um, I, I want you to know that you're in good company today. If you're in here today, if you're an imperfect mom, I, I want to let you know something. Maybe you didn't know this, but a lot of people think, well, Jesus' mom, she had to be like perfect. Like if I were to say, man, show me like a picture of the most, most incredible mom, like in the world. Maybe today you'd say, it's, it's Jesus' mom, Mary. And um, I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture that would prove you wrong today because Mary lost, Mary lost Jesus. Like, if you're going to lose one of your kids on accident or purpose, you don't want to lose Jesus. Like, that's, that's, one, that's one kid. You don't want to lose the Savior of the world. Christmas, you guys have heard of Christmas? That's Jesus, December 25th. Like, we celebrate his birthday. Like, you don't want to lose the, 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 the God who we celebrate Christmas around, December 25th. Easter, everybody celebrates that in, in, around, around the world. And you, you don't want to lose the whole theme of Easter, which is a person named Jesus. Like you, you don't want to, that's one guy you don't want to lose is, is, is his name is Jesus. And so I, I want to let you know today that if you're in here today and you're trying, to, you're trying hard to be perfect, you don't have to try as hard to be perfect. There are no perfect moms. There are no perfect moms in your table. But if you came here today and you're saying, Wes, I'm not a mom. I never will be a mom. I'm just here today. I want to, the rest of the, the message I want to share with you today. I think this is going to be applicable to all of us in here today. Um, I, titled, I titled this message, Don't Lose Jesus. <laughs> don't lose Jesus. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, don't lose Jesus. Don't lose Jesus. It's okay to talk in church. I realize why some of you guys don't talk in church because you grew up in a Baptist church like I grew up in. If you talked in church, like you got slapped. Like it's just, that was normal. Like you could hear like, you could hear the pastor putting people to sleep and heads getting slapped. You know, like that's what you could hear in the church that, that I grew up at. You don't wanna, you don't wanna lose Jesus. Um, Luke Luke chapter two, verse 41, the Bible says this. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first, which by the way, he was 12. There aren't many people who had missed their 12-year-old. My mom would not miss the 12-year-old West Beecham. I didn't even like the 12-year-old West Beachman. I had to be him. Like, not many people, that age group, is, that age is such an awkward, awkward, awkward age. And so a 12-year-old Jesus goes missing. They didn't miss him at first. They probably were enjoying the quietness, all the moms. They were enjoying some peace and quiet because they assumed he was among the other travelers, which was normal. But when he didn't show up that evening, they got nervous. They started looking for him among their relatives and their friends. Like, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? It's not like that song we just sing, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He said, man, where, where is he at? Where is he at? Verse 45, when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him. There. They went all the way back. Verse 46, three days later, everybody say three days. Three days later, three days is important because he dies on the cross for our sins and then he raised again three days later. There's something about the number three. Jesus is three parts. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's something about the number, the number three and it could be by accident or it could be by purpose today. But in the, in the scripture says they went back three days later. I think maybe they were getting, them, getting, him, getting him ready for the, 
for the, crucif- the crucifixion. I'll explain that to you in a later, later verse. But when he didn't show up, they went back. Verse 45, they couldn't find him. They went back to Jerusalem, searched for him. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple. They found him at church. By the way, you're in a great place today. Church is a good place to be found. If, you, if your parents are gonna find you, you want them to find you in church. My parents went out looking for me one night. I was toilet paper in houses, forking yards. Like I could fork a house fast, fast. Like it was, it was a long night. It was, it was a fun night. It was a good night, Dustin Schneider. I got in trouble later. If you're gonna fork someone's house, you don't wanna go out with the principal's grandson. That's just a terrible, terrible person to go with. So <clears throat> they find him at church. Verse 47, all, um, all who heard him were, oh, they get in there, they're te- he's teaching the Bible, okay? He's 12 years old, and he's preaching the Bible to them. And the Bible says this in verse 47, all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Could you imagine having biblical conversations with people, but actually being Jesus? Like, he knows it. Like, he's gonna write the Bible. Like, he knows the scripture front and back. And they're like, man, you know a lot of scripture. And he's probably thinking in the back of his mind, because I am scripture. John chapter one, verse one, the Bible says, in the very beginning was the word, this word, God's word, and the word is actually God. This is actually, if you, like, like I can't find Jesus, open up your Bible. This is where he's at. The Bible tells very clear that he, he is the word and the word is God. And so they can't find him. And he's in, the, he's in church preaching a sermon to the religious people to the people that knew all the, all the rules to the Bible. And I want you to know today, this is free today, that, this is, that Jesus is not about it. Jesus didn't come down the cross for our sins and give us a bunch of rules. He came down the cross for our sins and gave us a relationship with him. That's why he did that. The way to make the relationship, what, the way that he bridged the gap was by, through a cross and down the cross for that sin and raising again three days later. He did that for you and I today. And so he came to build relationships with us, not to give us a list of rules. He's debating the people with all the rules. Verse 48, the Bible says this. His parents did not know what to think. And they go, son. Sometimes my son, who's seven, says, son. I said, bro, I'm not your son. <laughs> you know, I'm not your son. He says, son. His mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantically searching for you everywhere. You lost Jesus. We lost you. We feel terrible that we lost you. We're going to get in trouble by God who, who told us to keep an eye on you, who gave me you in my stomach and in my womb and we're gonna get in trouble like you don't want to lose Jesus but we lost you where have you been at and by the way it's easy to get onto my kids but can you imagine getting on Jesus like you don't know whether he's gonna take it well or strike you dead like you're just not 100% quite sure because you're like am I allowed to talk to you like this or not like is this cool like am I allowed to yell at you or not and proves to us that he was both God and he was both human it says here I look for you everywhere Verse 49, Jesus drops some truth bombs to him. In my Bible, this is in the red letters, which means Jesus said it. He says this, why did you need to look for me? He said, don't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Verse 51, of course they didn't understand what he meant. Verse 51 says this, then he returned to Nazareth with him and he was obedient the whole entire way. Like he was afraid he was gonna get a spanking. He's like, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you guys closely the whole entire, the whole entire way. And verse, he's his mother, oh, I love this verse part, I love this part of this verse. He goes, and his mother stored all these things in her heart. She lost him for three days. She stored that in her heart. She lost Jesus. She stored that, she stored that in her heart. Whenever she found him, she saw he was teaching the Bible and he was loving people. And by the way, church has gotten so complicated in America today. I'm not exactly sure why. If we just do what Jesus did, we're gonna be okay. If we just follow what Jesus said, we're gonna be okay. Jesus did two things. He preached and he loved people. 
And the way he loved people was by tangible acts of things. And by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus in here today, we should be doing the same exact thing Jesus did. We should be having Jesus conversations and we should be helping people. And that should be a vicious cycle. Jesus conversations and helping people. You don't gotta be weird to be a Christian. All you have to do is have a relationship with Jesus Christ and go talk about him and go do what he did. That's what you have to do. No one had a problem with Jesus in the scriptures, except for the religious people. Everybody else is like, dude, thanks for giving me the food. Hey, thanks for fixing my broke leg. Hey, thanks for giving me sight when I couldn't see. Thank you so much for that. What was that story you were telling? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Oh, thank you. Guy came up to him and said, hey, man, thanks for, thanks for healing my mom. Thanks for healing my daughter. Like, people were thanking Jesus in the scriptures, except for the religious people, except for all the church people, because it got complicated. And we're, we're mirroring that today in our culture today. I've told our church a thousand times, it's easier to get into a nightclub than it is to get in a church in America. And it shouldn't be so. It shouldn't be so. We should be able to get into church a lot easier than we do. But people don't want to go to church today. And maybe you're one of those people that you're not want to go to church today because of all the rules. And I don't blame you. It's too hard to stay with all the rules. Like, I don't know all the rules. I don't, what, am I, what am I supposed to wear? I heard, I heard a friend say today, you, I heard a, a, one of the moms say, you invited me to your church and I dressed up and everyone looked like they're about to go to the beach. <laughs> I love grandmas. Because <clears throat> we don't have the rules. We have the relationship with Jesus. And Jesus came to give us that relationship with him. And so in this verse, he goes, Jesus' Jesus's mom stood all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature in favor with God and all the people. This is, this is, this is important today because I'm, I'm, I want to help all of us in here today. Jesus told stories and he helped people. He told stories and he helped people. And by doing this, the Bible says he helped people. He, 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 he grew in wisdom. He learned the Bible. He grew in stature. He became a man. He grew up. <clears throat> and the father, and his father, he gained father, he gained favor with his father. He gained favor with his father. I just spanked my son this week. It crushed his little heart. The spanking probably hurt, but that he felt like he lost favor probably hurt him more. When I have to get onto my kids, the pain of the, the pain of the punishment usually isn't hurt them. The pain of letting their father down, it probably hurts them worse. I'm not dare gonna say this is gonna hurt me more, it's gonna hurt you, because it is gonna hurt them. That's a lie. That's a lie, Travis from hell. If your parents ever say this is gonna hurt me more, it's gonna hurt you, they lying. Don't call if you're in here today and you're a student, do not tell your parent they're lying for saying that. You can only say in this, like when you're 35, like get down the road and then call them liars. Like they can't beat you up then and spank you. Save it. Until you're 25 to 35, honor them the whole way through. Um, he says here in this past scripture, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. I don't know about you guys, but I want to grow in favor with my father. I want to grow in favor with my father. But I gave you this title today. I want to give you a couple things, but I gave you this title today. Don't, don't lose Jesus. I think it's important to let you know that there are no, there are no perfect people, okay? So I want to make sure that's our, that's our, that's our, ground, that's our ground basis for, for, for today. There are no perfect moms. I remember, um, Diana, you said this. You, 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 you're here now, and so I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, I said it in first service, but I, I say it once, I built the courage to say it to your face. That's kind of what I do. It gets me warmed up. But I heard Diana, um, my, my mom is not, my mom's not a perfect mom, and there are no perfect moms in here today, and I'm going to prove that to you really, really quickly today. Giselle, come up here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Uh, Giselle, I'm, I'm glad to see your mom in here today, Mrs. Way. I'm glad you're here. Uh, my, um, my mom, uh, we would get home, and I would see, uh, from a ball game, we, we grew up playing sports, and I would see my mom going, one, two, three, four, five, shoot. We left a kid at the ballpark. 
Like she would leave a kid at the ballpark. Like that was totally, and, and I, I wish she would just ask me, like I knew she left the kid. I could have told her, but I was glad. That whatever one she left, I was glad. It was a little bit more quieter in the car and I got to pick the seat that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? In our house, the oldest person always got to sit our front seat. When there's six of us, we used to have this cool blue Aerostar minivan with a pointed nose. And then man, we were, and we didn't have any money. Then we went from there, we upgraded to this Bronco we had six kids, we couldn't fit in it. But back then, you didn't have to wear seatbelts though. Like we had one seatbelt for all six of us. Like we were legally packed into there. We never got a ticket for that. We just didn't have the money to have no big old van like maybe that you should have with seatbelts. Like we shared seatbelts back in the day. You're poor when you're sharing seatbelts, Travis. You know what I'm saying? So I remember my mom leaving us. I heard Diana say the other day, hey, um, she goes, I don't remember which kid you said this to, but you said, hey, kid. I don't remember. Maybe that's what you said. Hey, kid. It was Trip. She goes, Trip. She said, just like this, moms. I know that I, I know that I, I know you've heard moms say that, but I don't want you guys saying that. Moms, nod your head if you've ever said that before. You're all hypocrites. <laughs> if you're not, I'm just kidding. I love that. I love that. Our kids know, our kids know that we're not perfect parents. And I, I want you to know today, hopefully for the moms in here today, hopefully you'll embrace this truth today, that there are no perfect moms. Hopefully that just took off a, a, a weight off, off your chest, off your shoulders. By the way, if you're a single mom in here today, you're like the elite level of mom. Like that puts you in a whole nother category. Helping Diana raise kids, like she's, she's at a deficit because I'm helping her. But having nobody to help you and you're raising it and you're killing it, all, all, if you're a single mom today, you're killing it. I'm proud of you. I'm for you. We believe the best is yet to come for you. And you're, you're, you're slaying it and you're, you're killing it. I've, I've been saying that for probably four or five years. If you're a single mom, like kudos to you. Kudos to you. Um, and that guy's missing out. Uh-huh, I know that's right. <laughs> hey, let me preach to you real quick. Let me preach to you real quick, real quick. If I say real quick, that means you guys will all engage and I got you for 20 more minutes. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're almost done. I want you to know in here today, there are no perfect people in here today. Number one, no are, if there are no perfect moms, there are no, there are no perfect people in here today. There is not a single person at Hope Church or any other church in America today that there's a perfect person sitting in any place in the room. The Bible records us in the book of Genesis that sin entered into the world through a man named Adam and Eve. When sin entered into the world, at that point, every other birth after that point, sin came in and it came, it came in every single one of us today. Sin lives in us. It's every single one of us. There are no perfect people. Romans 3.23 says, we've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. I love what the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 10. It is written. If in the Bible it says it is written, you want to lock in because, by the way, it's all written. But if it says in there, it's written, you want to you wanna lean in a little bit. And here's what the Bible says. Hey, get this, Romans, the church at, the church at Rome. Listen very, very carefully. Let's listen very carefully, people in Winter Garden. Listen very carefully, people at Hope Church, this community. It's written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There isn't a single person that's righteous. There isn't a single person that can walk around and say, man, I, I didn't sin today. Thank God. Like, oh, man. I've never, I've never sinned. I've, I've never made a single mistake in my life. I've never said something I shouldn't have said. I've never been to a place I shouldn't have been. I've never done something I shouldn't have never done. There isn't a single person that can say they did. There isn't, there isn't one person. And you know what's good news about this church and what's good, what's good news for all of us is that in this community today, we're all in the same exact playing field. Bunch of dirty, rotten sinners. No perfect people allowed. People come to our church, sometimes they leave our church. And what happens, I, I, I found out when they leave, I found out why they leave their church because they think they're better than the other people. And when they leave, I'm like, deuces. 
But what happens is you think you're better than somebody else and nobody wants to be around other people who think that they're better than everybody else. I've never met that person. Like I like hanging out with winners, but nobody wants to walk around with people think, oh, I'm better than you, 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 I'm better than you. Nobody likes, nobody likes that guy. <clears throat> I post, now, sometimes when I post pictures now, I, I post a picture of my, my little dog. I, I, I'm now having to post now the non-highlight reel. Like the highlights are awesome. We all have those. Everyone's got, everyone's got at least one a day, maybe. But like, I want to start posting the non-highlight reels. So my daughter was having a, 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 a fallout the other day. And I'm like, I'm just going to get this on get this on Instagram. This is the real, this is the real, real. <laughs> this is real. This is faux real, you know, like F-O real. Like this is faux real. There's no one perfect in here today. I love Allison and Josh. Allison leads a, a big business and she posts the most transparent, whacked out stuff. I love it. Her video started with this. This is not live. This is recorded in case one of my kids goes ape wild and I have to end the video. Like that's when you know it's real, you know, like that's real. That's a real, real. <laughs> and God bless you. I mean, you're six hours in a car with two toddlers to, from Atlanta to Orlando. Like that is, I mean, no one should have to do that. Um, hey, but there are no perfect people. There are no perfect people. Now, hey, check this, okay? This is where things get tight, okay? There, it's written, there's none righteous, no, not one. So here's, here's where attention comes into play, okay? Because we have this God who loves us. This is where it gets, this is where like it gets, this gets a little bit uncomfortable. This next point, here's the second one. God has a perfect plan for everyone. Now here's the tension. Imperfect people, Hope Church, everyone's here today, imperfect people today. Imperfect people. Imperfect people. Imperfect people deserve a screwed up imperfect plan. That's what we deserve. Like if you're messed up, if your life's messed up, which in this room here today, all of our lives are some level messed up, then your, your plan should be messed up over here. That just makes common sense. Well, you all can process common sense. It's when I preach the Bible, I have to explain that to you, but common sense says imperfect people get, get what they deserve and they get an imperfect plan. But the Bible tells in here today that you, the imperfect people, all of us in here today, people who aren't righteous, who people who don't do what they should do, they don't say what they should say, don't go where they're supposed to go. We're like the apostle Paul. Paul says, when I want to do the right thing, I'm doing the wrong thing. And when I'm doing the wrong thing, I wish I was doing the right thing. And I, that's my life. Paul said, that's me. The greatest missionary, the greatest pastor to ever live said, when I'm doing it wrong, I wish I was doing it right. And when I'm doing it right, I'm probably got to do something wrong. Man, if that guy can tell us that today, that's pretty powerful. The Bible tells us also this though, that we have an imperfect, we're, we're imperfect people, but there's a God who loves so much that he wants to give you a perfect plan for your life today. And I came to tell a mom today, and I came to tell a dad today, anybody in this room here today, anybody who's got a pulse, whether it's beating really, really strong or just barely beat, I want you to know that there's a God who loves you and he has a perfect plan for you in this room here today. Every single one of us in today. But I've always said this my, for the last probably 10 years, God put this word in me. You'll have to believe it before you will ever receive it. My brother-in-law walked to me and he goes, I got a gift for you. If I don't open it, that gift is no good. It's no good. But because I'm a gift guy, you know I'm going to open the gift. I almost opened it on the front row, but I'm nervous about what's in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just know that you got to believe it before you ever receive it. You got to believe it before you receive it. And I don't know about you in here today, but if someone came to me and told you there's a God who loves me, he has a plan for my life, and he's going to take my imperfect life and give me a perfect plan, I want to sign up for that. 
Because you don't got to look very far to realize that we live in a broken world, a messed up world, where a lot of people who have plans that just are not working, but there's a God that says, I got a plan that will work. It'd be easy to sign up for a plan that wants, that wants to work. I'm down with that. DWT, down with that. God has got a perfect plan for everyone in here today. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says this, for I know the plans I have for you, Hope Church. I know the plans I have for you, Jenny. I know I have the plans I have for you, Derek. I know the plans I have for you, Mike. I have the plans. I know the plans I have for you, Dustin. I know the plans I have for you, Wes. I'm going to take your screwed up life and I'm going to make it good and not disastrous. I'm going to give you a future, Wes. Oh, man, I don't know about you guys, but I want a future. I want to have a hope. I don't want to wake up today and try to wait till I get to heaven. I want to wake up tomorrow and know that I got a hope, and his name is Jesus, and I can get him on this earth. And he says, I want to, in those days when you pray, I'm going to listen. I don't know about you today, but I want to know that I have a God who's going to listen to me. I want that. I don't want to have a God who's in a, in a coffin. I don't want a God who's in a, who's in a grave that can't hear me. I want to have a God who wants to, who can who can listen to me when I speak to him. One of my kids today said, Mom, I'm talking to you. I said, She's no, she knows we're ignoring you. Like, we know. We know. I want to have, have a God who listens to me and one that's going to prosper me and one that's going to give me a future and one that's going to give me hope. And I'm not hoping for the things on this earth. It can all pass away. And by the way, it all does pass away. I got a hope that's so much bigger than this earth. My last address is not where I live at now. My last address is going to be in heaven. And until I get there, I'm going to embrace the perfect plan that God has for me. But I started my message today with, with this idea of don't lose Jesus. I, I want to give you one last thing, and I think it's important today. You might feel like you've lost Jesus. But my friends, I want you to know he hasn't lost you. <laughs> He's never lost a sheep. That's what I like about God. Like, if he lost a sheep before, I would not believe in him. I don't want to believe in him, but I, I, have, I have a God and have a hope to know that he's never, ever, ever, ever lost. He's never lost a sheep before. Hey, and he's not going to start now. You might have lost him. You might have got mad. Or you might have went through a season of your life where you thought, man, you know what? This is a day for some of you guys. Some of you guys didn't know when I talk about the pain of today. You might have been in a season of life where you feel like you, you're, this is more of a painful day than is a, than is a powerful day or a day of praise. But you might be in that season. You might be thinking about that before. And because of that, you might say, God, I'm done with you. God, I'm frustrated with you. And by the way, if you're mad at God, let him know. It ain't going to hurt his feelings. You won't be the first person. If you, wanna, if you don't believe me, read the book of Jonah. He says some things you probably should not say to God. Dude was mad, frustrated. He was depressed, quit showering. He stunk. And he was chewing God out the whole entire time. I'm sure God was saying, you stink. <laughs> he's okay with you shooting him straight. It ain't gonna offend God. God's real. And if you talk to the person to the next to you, real like talk to God like that. Don't try to polish it up. Be like, oh God, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. God doesn't know what that means either. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He knows that means, but he don't need to just shoot him straight. God, I when that happened, when you took what I thought what you gave me and you gave it to somebody else, I want you to know that made me mad, God. What happens is you begin to believe that. And it's not true. And something happened in your life and you bought, you bought into the lie and that lie became truth to you. And now you're walking around and you've built up such a lifestyle in such a way that you're believing the lie still and the lie in your mind, you've convinced that it's truth. And you're like, I'm done with you, God. I want you to know in here and say, if you feel like you've walked away from God, I want you to know that he hasn't walked away from you. He hasn't lost you. Maybe he brought you today to let you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm still watching you. I still want to prosper you. 
I still want to be there for you. I still have a hope for you. I still have a plan for you. I'm still with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And he wants you to have that hope today. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.